Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll podcast. So today, (laughs) yes, sir. So today we have a good one for you guys. It's a little bit different than what we said. What was going to be last week and last season's podcast that just dropped recently. Um, We're transitioning to full games because after doing some research, the NBL starts a few weeks before college basketball and the G League, so we can scout full games. So that's what we've done. The NBL's got some really elite prospects. They have the guy who might be arguably the number one pick, Alex Saar, uh, right now, at least this early in the draft process. They have a few guys that might work their way up to the lottery, Trey Flowers, Bobby Clintman, um, and they got A.J. Johnson playing there, Ariel Huck-Porty. Don't know if I got that name 100% correct. You know what I mean? A.J. Johnson's got some upside. huck Porty's like... You know, a uh, later kind of hey. graphic guy. So bless you. Thank you. Uh, so we're just going to be basically giving you our full game breakdowns. That's what we do here. It's what we really believe works much more than highlights. So it's been fun. We've been watching some uh, uh, Australian basketball. I'm sure the accent's been fun. And yeah. uh, <laughs> is there we're anything you want to say before we uh, get to the first guy? Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> All right. The first man up is the man of the hour, the guy that we'll be talking about for the next three weeks, Alex Saar. He's seven foot one center. He's playing. He's originally from France. He's playing in the NBL right now. Uh, we got to face him, watch him play, play a full game in the first week. You know what I mean? This guy, in my opinion, moves so well, so smooth. Such a great high-level athlete. He has great balance, just like a great fluid movement. Definitely, there's like no holes in this athletic. It's not like, oh, he's a little tight-hipped. He's not super quick. No, he's very quick. No, it's not like, oh, he can't run well in a straight line. No, he can run really well in a straight line. No, he's not a great vertical athlete. No, he's a pretty good vertical athlete, right? Like, there is no weaknesses there. He's very good everywhere. Is he like overwhelmingly amazing like a Dwight Howard at some things no but he's just very very good at all of them um he's a very fluid and natural handle that's the first thing that wows you is that handles really nice uh his natural footwork and foot speed 
is just a nightmare for centers, man. When whenever he's we, I mean, I can't forget a play where he's driving to the rim, spins left, is like six to eight feet away from the rim. He might miss the shot. He had a poor shooting night. He went like three from twelve. Might miss the shot, but that was a beautifully, extremely wide open shot that he just created against a guy who's going to be in the G League or be in the NBA as Ariel Hugbordy, right? Like, he yeah. did that, and he got so much open space, and the tough thing is a lot of centers in the NBA are bigger-bodied guys, and, you know, they're bigger bodies because they got to rebound and set screens and be a good, you know what I mean, in the lane and things of that nature. And his footwork and God-blessed feet is going to be such a scary thing that nobody is going to be able to stay in front of him. He's going to create so many good looks just from off that. He flashes the ability to have a Euro step. That was really nasty watching him do that. 7-1 with yeah. the ball handling. He has a really good spin move like I just mentioned. Those seems like his go-to moves while high handling the paint. He looks very confident shooting the three-point shot. It's like almost like you leave me open. I feel he he shoots it like he feels disrespected by the space that he's getting given. Mm-hmm. Right? He's very confident in it. Is it like perfect jump shooting form? No. But again, Reggie Miller is one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. And his wrist hit his wrists in his hands hit each other every time you shot threes no no coaching shooting coach would ever coach you to do that but reggie miller's a top 10 top five shooter of all time so let you know hitches and forms are a little overblown to a certain extent especially when it's upper body the hitch is like a little bit in the shoulder but again it's not gonna affect too much um i definitely feel like he nobody cares as long as he you know has the ability to shoot that three-point shot at the next level, it's doesn't need to be 36 37%, but if he shoots 30 31 32 that's enough to believe in. And the way he shoots it leads me to believe that he can at least do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, guys like Miles Turner make a living off doing that. That's very impactful in the NBA. If you can defend the rim and you can shoot the three, it leads to a lot more of an p- impact on winning. People understand because all the space at the rim because that guy's not at the rim. Center's not at yeah. the rim. Then boom, we have all this space for people to attack. You know what I mean? Uh, he mentally wants to put pressure on the rim. He has a very unique play style where I definitely feel like he's not a flashy handle guy like Chet Holmgren, for example. Chet Holmgren wants to put you on ESPN top 10 plays. Chet mm-hmm. Holmgren wants to hit you with a combo move, and he'll stand there and dribble and dribble and dribble, and then he'll make a shot. And he'll be a really tough shot, but he may make it or he may not, but it's going to look cool while he's doing it. And I'm just He's like, Chet's one to be that cool guy, right? Evan Mobley's kind of similar where he wants to put good moves on. Alex Saar wants to get to the paint and put up shots. That's mm-hmm. all Alex Sar thinks about. Doesn't think about even though he's gifted, he doesn't think about being too fancy. He doesn't think about trying to put people on highlight tapes. He wants to put points on the board, right? And you know, I really like the way he thinks as a center because in the NBA, that's the scary part. You I love Alexander Sar's three-point shooting, but they're going to want him to shoot instead of him getting to the rim. They'll take that any day. So if he's not wired to think rim first over three-point shooting, that it's going to be easier to guard him. But because he's just so forceful at getting to that rim and mentally views it that way, it's going to lead to some better production than it would be for if he had Chet Holmgren's mindset, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, really love that. The most surprising trait is the passing. 
man, he made some backdoor backdoor cut passes that were impressive. Like most of the time when people make backdoor cut passes, it's like, you know, one hand up and there's there's like nothing super fluid about it, but there was just something so fluid about it and hit him right in stride. There was not behind him. It was perfect. It was perfectly placed and it was just, he had a few passes and I was like, wow, this guy's got a good feel for passing the basketball. That's a really nice upside that he has. He's a very active screener. He thinks team first in the sense of he's not always searching for the ball. There was a point in times where he was, you know, in position, catch the low post opportunities, but he, he abandoned those to go set screens for his teammates. He's a team first guy. He's not a him first guy. Um, coaches are going to love that. GMs are going to love that. Uh, he has a good feel of when to cut to the basket and put pressure on the rim. It's really important for that 7-1 body to win. Okay, this set is going to work best with me cutting to the rim right now. And he has a good feel for that already. He's very intelligent. Uh, he's a special rim defender, in my opinion. There's a few point in times where he, where he has great timing on top of his athletic gifts, where he, he put some stuff away. I was like, okay, this guy's got it uh, rim defense-wise. You know what I mean? Uh, he has a good – he he's definitely can switch one through five. You know what I mean? He crashes defensive boards when it's he's off ball. Like I definitely feel like he's always attacking the boards. You know what I mean? This guy's special. This guy's genuinely super duper special. In year one, is he gonna be able to dominate at center? No, because his body is gonna need to take a year to fill out. But after year one, year two, he can definitely play center anywhere. Um, me personally, I feel like defensively he's a seven foot one Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton's like six eleven, and offensively he reminds me of Bam Adebayo two in the sense that Bam's always thinking rim first, paint attacking first, and he's got a good handle and can get to the rim. He's got a good spin move. Can Euro is a good playmaker. Right, and uh, you add that on top of the three-point shot and the height and extra height that he provides that Bam doesn't. That's why he's Bam 2.0. I definitely feel like this guy can average 25, 8, and 4 or 5 in the NBA and have 6 or 7 all-defense level teams, team selections after one game. He's a number one pick level talent. So that's my take on Alexander Saar, the super freak from France. Yeah. Oh man, you basically said it all. Okay, you cannot kick it. So basically, I, I virtually, you know, agree with you completely. Um, you know, I've seen that he, you know, he has the skills to be a top three pick, in my opinion, in the twenty twenty four NBA draft, giving France the potential to go back to back. Not saying he's Wimby, but he has the ability to knock down the three and has the confidence to shoot with the defender there. He can go downhill, and that's where the magic happens in the post. Um, the smooth footwork coupled with the scoring ability will keep defenses honest. And I do see what you say about, like, far as, like, you know, him. I saw it as more like being a little bit pedestrian, but then now that I think about it, like, during those games, he was – I was seeing him set picks over trying to score. Um, yeah. And then far as, like, his rebounding, I didn't quite see what I wanted to see out of that because I know that he's kind of tall. He's literally, like – you know, kind of slim and lanky that I would prefer for him. Like, I know that once he puts on, you know, maybe more muscle, he'll be able to, like, you know, um, grab more rebounds, be able to push defenders out of the way more. But right now it's kind of – it seems more like he's being kind of pushed around because of how – because of his frame. Um, So that's something I would like to see him work on. Um, Something else I'd like to see him work on is um, just kind of – because, like, I completely see where you're coming from as far as, like, him, you know, being 
able to knock down a three, which I, you know, said yeah. that's that's an amazing talent to have. He is also a great passer as well. I will say that I did see a couple passes where like it was like a behind the back pass under the backboard. I mean, under the rim where it was like like the perfect pass, and I was like, wow, like how like you're seven one, you shouldn't be able to pass like that. Yeah. Good feel. So, um, just yeah, just like work, just probably just put on more muscle. Eventually, I see that's going to happen eventually. He's only nineteen, um, and just be a little bit more physical. Um, because he has those, he has the intangibles to play in the post and to live in the post and really dominate the post. Um, but I don't see him do that enough. I would like to see him post up more because, like you said, with that one spin move coming downhill where he kind of was like spin move, create a separation between the um, defender. He didn't knock down the shot. It was like a falling away kind of jumper, kind mm-hmm. of fadeaway jumper, like right in front of the rim. Um, but that's like elite level scoring ability right there. So like that's something I would like to see more of because I know that he can do it. Um, especially once he puts on the weight, like he could be like, I mean, Giannis isn't great in the post. So that's not a good option. I would say Bam, 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 Bam's really good in the paint and in the post. So I would like to see more of that kind of like develop that kind of skill set. Um, defensively, I can see Nick Claxton. I would like to see more shot blocking. I didn't see enough um, to really be like, okay, this is like he's a great shot blocker. But I can see that there were flashes of him being a good shot blocker. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, and just being good is just having a good defensive iq that's really big so yeah all right sounds good anything you want to say before we move on to trenton flowers nope i said it all all right trenton flowers is the next man up originally he was um one of the big guys coming out of the high school class that was supposed to go to louisville and then he re uh chose where he was going to end up and uh, he's playing in the nbl uh trenton flowers had one heck of a shooting night six he shot eight from eight from the three-point line. It was incredible to watch. He's six nine. He is a, a forward. One of the things that I feel like is going to be a little under talked about, but it'll matter is his energy and the high motor that he plays with. Kind of already feels like his teammates love him, which is amazing because mm-hmm. you know Australia maybe same language, but different culture anybody that's ever visited a different area you've got to adapt to a different culture like that and to be so quickly where his teammates are smiling having fun with them they seem like they're enjoying his presence they seem like they're they're hyped when he does anything and even before he got hot in the game and he was looking pretty pedestrian scoring wise he was so hyped for his teammates making shots and that were little things i think coaches will really like the fact that he is somebody that's a team first guy enjoys other people's success things of that nature um he's already won over his team and the way that his other teammates react to him so i think that's definitely something that uh his the nba is gonna love about him coaches are gonna love about him you want guys like that um he can get to the rim and finish man this guy look all the nbl is a grown man's league 28 30 32 33 they got grown man bodies there and even though he's 6'9 and a very good athlete it's tough for 6'9 guys that aren't super built like he's not super built yet to finish at the rim and he showed that he can finish at the rim there or at least try to finish at the rim and get to the free throw line um it definitely looked like he checked off that box this was an important box for him 
He's a very good athlete. He's a very good lateral athlete. He might be a little more laterally gifted than he is vertically, but he's definitely vertically gifted too. Um, I definitely feel like his smoothness and log strides makes him look a little less athletic than what he really is. He's uh, scary coming off a screen. I mean, dear goodness, it doesn't happen much, but when he does get off a screen and he goes downhill, it's like, whoa, you nobody's stopping him when he gets ahead of Steve. Uh, you know what I mean? He shoots really well in the game. Uh, you know what I mean? And he, he just looks like a really good defender, man. He defends so well. There's some flashes of passing, but it's not overly gifted yet where I can go like point forward type of thing yet, but it's getting close to that point in time. But I definitely feel like teams could look at him and say, Hey, if he's going to be 36, 37, 38% three point shooter that can defend like nobody else and can get to the rim. And that sounds like a great three and D starting level guy. Right. Mm -hmm. And not just a, bench three and D guy like somebody that can actually start because his defense is so elite because the three-point shot is so elite because his ability to get to the rim is so elite and because he's the energy guy of the team fueling everybody else that makes good decisions with the ball in his hands as well so that's why he's giving me andre iguodala with the golden state warriors vibes at this moment in time with a better three-point shot um his passing's not as developed as Iggy's was coming out of uh, Arizona, but it it's showing the potential there. And definitely at this moment in time, I have him in the range of 8 to 12 in the draft. That's probably not going to stay because nobody's going to shoot 8 for 8 from the three-point line over and over again. Right, yeah. This is going to be in flow, but I definitely feel like as long as that three-point per- point percentage doesn't get below 30, He's a lock for the first round because of how well he defends and how athletic he is. And he's six foot nine. So people can go full power forward, small forward. The versatility there is impressive. So, you know, he's a hard person to not look and say role player an elite one. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's hard to miss. So that's what Trenton flowers is looking like after game one. That's my take on him so far. So Chris, what do you think about Trenton flowers? Oh man, he's a bucket. He's a bucket. I mean, like, yeah, I'm kind of high on him because he went eight for eight from, you know, three and scored 23 points, but it's just, just what I was looking at. Just, you know, he was knocking down shots. He was looking very confident in his stride. And one thing I will say is that I agree absolutely. And there's not much that I don't agree with, but I do agree absolutely with the fact that when, um, coming off a screen, I mean, like he showcased a little bit of his jumping ability and I know that he's going to be catching bodies. I know he's going to be catching bodies in the NBA. I know he is because somebody's not going to think that, oh, he can't jump. It's fine. Everything's good. And he's going to put it, he's going to put somebody on a poster. And it's going to be Trenton Flowers. He's going to be dunking on somebody. It's going to be a poster. It's definitely going to be a poster because I've seen it a couple times. They threw him a couple oops. He's 6'9, maybe borderline 6'10. Yeah. And they threw him a couple oops. And he's like jumping, like basically looking down almost in the room. Like he, he's up there. And then there's like one point in time where I think like he had grabbed like a, he had a putback yeah. and like there's centers down there he has a putback over centers so i like that's that's just i mean his ad his ad he's like a sneaky yes. athlete like he has a yes. sneaky athleticism like you don't quite yes. expect it out of him but yeah he will put you yes. in the rim if you if, if you if, like he will put you in the room it's very impressive um i will say that Three and D, I can see yeah. that all day. Like, cause the way he shoots, defends, I can see him being a three and D guy. Not really special passing, but I can see him like literally being a three and D yeah. guy. And then I also know that 
he is one of those guys that doesn't really need the ball in his hand, and that's what I really like about him is that he like it may look like he's standing around, but he's already kind of planning where he mm-hmm. this next spot where he's going to go. Um, and then once he's there, it's like nothing you can do about it because he's cutting, he's going to yeah. be grabbing, he's going to be catching the ball. He's great catch and shoot from what I've seen so far um, yeah. during this game. So far, yeah. so far, so far, so far. But yes, great catch and shoot, better catch and shoot oh, than what yes. I thought he was basically oh, in high school yes. for sure. Did not see um, that coming at all. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Um, but yeah, he also can cut to the basket really well. I mean, like I say, he's planning his next move. It may look like he's yeah. standing there, but he's already planning where he's going to be and how, where the ball might be and how he can get the ball and get more involved in the game. Um, yeah. And I, I will say I, I did see the part where, like, you know, he's kind of like more involved with the team and things like that. So that's a good that's a good sign that you're a team mm-hmm. player, especially if you're going to be a role player, being a, a good team player, being somebody who can cheer the team on and then, you know, kind of be cheered on yes. by the team because they want to see you do well, because that culture has been cultivated within the team um, for to kind of look out after look for look out, look out for each other. So that's a good that's a good player, a good team player. You know, a lot of NBA teams want team players. And that seems like he's a team Definitely. player. Um. So yeah. Oh, so I I have him as you know because of his you know shooting ability to move without the ball. Um, I have him as a definite lottery pick. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. And it, so far, like I can yeah. see him like he could be a lottery pick. Maybe he could sneak outside the lottery. Um, but I see him as a lottery pick. You know who else he reminds me of now that we were talking about him? Kelly Oubre, except a yeah. few inches taller. That's crazy. Yeah, because Kelly Oubre has yes. that sneaky athleticism where he'll well, he'll like put he'll put you on a but poster. he's like a high effort motor guy. That's a three and D guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. Who mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre is a really high level three and D borderline starter. He's starting for the Hornets, so you know. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad player. Okay, that's a nice comparison. Yeah. I'll give that. All right, you ready to kick it to the next guy up? All right, next man up is Bobby Clintman. He is 6'10". Last year was in Wake Forest. He was in supposed to be a lock to basically get drafted late in the first round last year if he would have stayed in the draft. 6'10", role player. I think he shot like 36% for the three-point line last year. Uh, he's, he's playing in the NBA. We watched a full game as well. He guards the perimeter really well, just like I saw last time that I watched him play. He's a really smooth guy. He definitely has no hitches athletically. He's a decent athlete. He's a decent move. He's decent vertically, different laterally. No weaknesses there. He's much more stronger. Bless you. <laughs> He's definitely stronger than he was in Wake Forest, especially in his base and the legs that he has. So I definitely feel like mm-hmm. he guards the rim better because of that than he did last year. Last year, part of the defense's worry was yeah he can guard the perimeter but he's not really adding another defender at the rim that you would ideally want from a 6'10 power forward right but this year he's definitely showing more prowess at that and rebounding better um so those are two little things that he does better than he did last year his handle is another question that he had last year coming out of wake force where he didn't really show much of it but there's point in times and games where like okay nice he's bringing the ball up full court nice okay let's see him be in the position where he's got a handle and gets the rim okay nice that was decent it wasn't like Kyrie Irving level, but we don't need Kyrie Irving level. You just need to be able to attack closeouts in the NBA when you're a shooter at the wing. So you need a handle to get to mm-hmm. the rim. It's very simple. And he's definitely making improvements in that area. Um, you know, he's still a, an NBA th- three-point shooter level already. This guy has always been a good three-point shooter. He will be in the NBL, and he's showing that again in these full games. 
Um, he has no post game. He didn't have any post game anyway forced either. Uh, this there is not going to be any post touches for this guy. He's he's definitely improved as a cutter. He definitely got a really good you know a few dunks at the rim, a few finish at the rim off of cutting it to the rim and getting some nice rebounds off of those cuts. So you know what I mean. He's definitely improved at every little piece that he was weak at that was question marks for him being a role player in the NBA. And those question marks were handle can he shot block at the rim can he rebound at the rim and he's not really moving much off ball right and so he's improved at all of those areas that were kind of his weak points so he's definitely becoming a much more well-rounded role player and i definitely feel like he's somebody that can be a three and d power forward in the nba that adds you a little bit of size to that 610 length um so i feel like he is a guy that's going to be a 12 to 16 range i definitely feel like he can be a starter in the nba i mean when you think about it like you when you start naming teams and you say would they be better with him atlanta hawks oh dear goodness would they be better with him right they're going to be those kind of teens in those those ranges where they already got their star players they just need that right piece and he could be that right piece for a lot of teams that'll be in that range um, so that's why I think that he's going to be somebody that is going to go 12 to 16. He can either sneak his way at that lottery or he can sneak his way at, to the edge of the ladder, but I don't see him falling much lower because he's just such a well-rounded role player already. So what do you think about Bobby Clinton and Chris? Um, I was okay. So I was, I looked at, so I'll start with this. So I looked at Bobby Clintman with fresh eyes. See, I didn't scout Bobby Clintman last year, unlike Jason did. You know what I mean? He knew that he came out of Wake Forest. He knew what his you know difficulties was, what his strengths were already. So I'm looking at this guy with mm-hmm. fresh eyes, and I will say that I can see him being a, you know, like edge of the lottery kind of possibly lottery if he improves with uh-huh. some things, but I would need to see more. And there's some things that I didn't see that you kind of touched on. So I'm going to touch on what I didn't see and okay, what I would cool. like to see. So that's fun. But basically this guy looks very pedestrian on the court okay. without a doubt, without the ball. He just kind of stands there. He looks like a lump okay. on the log. He doesn't move. <laughs> he just stands there and he waits and waits and waits. And then there's points of times where he's like, Oh, wait, I'm in a basketball game. Let me cut yeah. to the basket. Oh, wait, I'm in the basketball game. Let me set a pick. Oh, wait, I'm in a basketball game. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I'm just like, guy, okay, listen. Anyway, one other thing I'd like to see him do more of. He has He's 6'10". He's a power forward. He lives uh, among the arc too much. I would like him to to see him post mm-hmm. more. I mean, you 6'10, he doesn't have a thin body like Alexander no. Starr, but even Alexander Starr could be a post could be a post guy, mm-hmm. could be a post scorer. Because he has he has that ability, but you have he has a thicker body, you know what I mean? Kind of like a bigger frame. He should post more because a lot of those guys in that league, you know, albeit there are is that one guy, I think he's like really tall or whatever. Um on the I think what what's his name? Pender? <sighs> Shoot. Pender? Not not Pinder, not for Perth. It was for the team that they played. Oh, the yeah, the team, the team, the Taipans played. Um, Melbourne, Brisbane, okay. Brisbane. It was a, it was a center that they put in because the Taipans was whooping that ass. I mean, they was came out firing. I mean, it was like nine to zero, <laughs> and like they put the center in or whatever, 
And like I could see him like okay, the guy the center was kind of thin. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he was a shot blocker. He's kind of thin. I would like to see like Bobby Clintman. Okay, I got the bigger frame. I'm six ten. He may be taller than me, but I'm pretty sure I'm stronger. That he should have posted him. You know what I mean? Like there should have been points and times where he should have used his. Po- he should have learned. I mean, did some form of post move to get more involved instead of just kind of just standing and waiting, or standing and waiting, mm-hmm. and standing and waiting. And then making that one cut and getting a layup, you know, making a cut and getting a dunk, making a cut and every once in a while. But he really was like, I seen him a lot, like standing around. I seen a lot. He looked very pedestrian on the basketball court. Um, But I will say that when he was involved with the game, he showed flashes. He showed flashes of being a strong three and D kind of play, yeah. you know, type of player. Like, I seen him, like, knock down shots. I seen him knock down shots with a, with a defender in front of him. I seen him cut to the basket, but it's like, it's some things that I was like, you're coming along, but in my eyes, because I haven't seen you before, you're not mm-hmm. there yet. So that's why I can say like edge of the lottery, maybe a little bit more, because I feel like as the season goes on, he'll mm-hmm. get better. But as of right now, I'm very, I'm not that high on him right now because I don't know what he looked like then. I can't see if there's any improvements because I only can see what I see now. And I'm like, it's like, I kind of can't get, can't be big on a guy when I don't when I'm not seeing what I would like to see, especially at that height. You know what I mean? I don't know how much he weighs, but he has oh, a bigger yeah. frame, so he has to be at least like two hundred, maybe you know, two hundred in the two hundred range, maybe thirty. If I had to guess, He's, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I would like to see him yeah. post more because he has oh, the yeah. body for it. I believe you know what I mean. Like it, it doesn't have to be any like high level post moves. Like I'm not telling you to spin around mm-hmm. and fade away. I'm just telling you like just put the body on somebody and get yeah. some points. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that would be something that he should work on um and just stop being so yeah. pedestrian he's very he watches a lot i definitely feel like you bring up a good point though that is the reality for bobby clipman where there is an iron wall on top ted because this guy is never going to be a shot creator there is no flashes of him doing anything shot creating for himself that's not, you know, dribbling to the basket or shooting a three off the catch. It's 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 yeah. all role player. And you're definitely right in that sense of you're not going to see anything else. That's just it seems like the reality is he is not ready to be anything more than that. And I don't think he'll ever be more than that. You know, I definitely think his peak will probably be 11, 12 points per game. But, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like Markeith Morris. Like, yeah, Markeith Morris got nothing in his game other than being a role player. That's what you think he'll, he'll yeah. be like. Yeah, I would like I said, I would like to see more. But if that's the case, yeah. then that's the case. If he doesn't get any better and he doesn't start posting or whatever, then hey, it yeah. is what it is. But I think he should add that to his game. I feel like he should if yeah. he's being, you know what I mean? Having a bigger body like that. But yeah. I digress. All right. You ready to kick it to the next guy? All right, Let's next go. man up is A.J. Johnson, point guard from the Illa. Um, he's playing for the Illa Hotter Hawks in the NBL. He's also a guy that was coming out of high school, supposed to go to Texas University, but he's um, he was a four- or five-star guy coming out of the ESPN Top 100, and he only played a few minutes in the game, seven or eight. Definitely, definitely impressed me immediately with how well he defends. He's a very good athlete, very good defender. He's a thinner guy, but I don't think that's going to overly be impactful in his defensive ability because he's very good because of the length. 
He looks athletic with the ball in his hands whenever he does have the ball in his hands. It's like, whoa, okay, this is nice burst. This is pretty nice, right? I wish there was more tape with him with the ball in his hands. There was not like a ton of tape. There's like maybe touch the ball once or twice. So I'm looking for more tape in this sense. But as a 6'5 point guard at this moment in the time, I have him as a mid-second round draft pick only because it's just not much tape. It's hard to really get a good feel on what he is. But there is some DeJounte, DeJounte Murray there where 6'5 point guard, He's athletic like DeJounte Murray, and he's built exactly like DeJounte Murray. So there's some DeJounte Murray potential where DeJounte Murray's second year in the NBA, he is going all defense, right? Like, there's some DeJounte Murray potential here if he can shoot that three well enough. And because, again, 6'5 point guard that's athletic is going to be hard to miss as an NBA guy. I mean, we watched last year a guy from Alabama go in the lottery, get drafted by the Orlando Magic. I can't think. I think it was like Nick Smith or something like that off the top. No, that was a guard from somewhere else. It was a guard from... uh, It was guard from Arkansas. 6'6". Let's see here. NBA draft. <clears throat> From mm-hmm. Arkansas? That's up here, at least. Yeah, I don't know. Let me see. Anthony Black. He was a 6'6 guy that didn't really shot create much for himself, had a really good feel for passing the basketball. But the intrigue was, yeah, he doesn't much most of the bag, but he's a 6'6 point guard. So we're going to draft him higher than his, what his skill set maybe because he's a 6'6 point guard and he's super tall for the position. right? And that's the intrigue with A.J. Johnson. That's why I think that he definitely will get drafted this year, even if the tape's not overly amazing because 6'5, good athlete, point guard. That's that's something that you draft even if it's late in the second round as a long-term developmental prospect, right? And you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what AJ ha- Johnson has so far. Again, wish I get to see more tape on him, but that's where he's at so far. Um, the lack of tape, um, you know, on this guy just kind of like puts things in perspective. Um, he only played about seven minutes, I think, seven or eight minutes. Um, just like you said, and not much, not much to go off here. Um, I would say that, you know, he possibly could. I mean, what really, what I really liked about it, right, was what I did see was um, how tall he looked. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but it was like, he yeah. looked really tall. He was really tall and lanky, and like, he was kind of like, you know, and like, that kind of like, you know, I was like, okay, this looks like, Okay, as a point guard, you know what I mean? It's tall and lanky. You're six five. Everybody else might be like six two, six three, six four unless you're playing against Ben Simmons, but I digress. And everybody's not Ben yeah. Simmons. Um but so like I, I did like I did, I mean like yeah, it's kinda weird. But yeah, I did like how tall he was on compared yeah. on the court. I was like, okay, he looks like he could be guarded, like he could be drafted just off of his height. And you know what I mean? He has a that's a little bit of a handle. Um I didn't really see too much because it was like I just seen more defensive anything, and then like I think he got the ball yeah. maybe once or twice, um, but nothing too too major. Um, 
it wasn't i mean i just truly didn't see enough to really like i mean i'm, I'm sure we will i'm sure we have like what about three more games or so yeah we'll watch, watch a lot of tape um yeah so we'll see we'll see we'll see some more um but right now i i kind of disagree with jason like just off the fact that he's you know his he looks athletic he's tall he'll he'll go like maybe mid second round possibly not i mean he won't be high up until we see mm-hmm. more but just yeah mid second round I'll, I'll go with that okay all right you ready to kick us to the last guy on the list Number five on the list, Ariel Hagbordi. He's originally from Germany. <laughs> Seven footer. Um, you know, this guy has the best. His best ability is the way he looks on a jersey. He's very strong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how much of a snipe that was, but okay. <laughs> when you say that out loud. <laughs> When you say that alone, this is so good. When I wrote it down, it sounded he good. <laughs> he said his best ability is how he looks in a jersey. <laughs> oh my god! No. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, uh, you know, right. I definitely as was talking about his jersey fitting. Uh, he looks like a bulky guy. He has a pretty good strength, but not like overly strong where his body is super thick and can't really move well enough to be guarding guards um so that's the best ability that he does have he is a decent post player but he's not doing that ever in the nba because he's not good enough he defends the rim decently well he moves laterally pretty well guarding the perimeter there is enough there to be draftable at like 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. Um, he's, he's, he's just, he's a borderline NBA center. Let's just call it what it is. 12th guy on the roster. Maybe if he makes a hundred percent of his potential and works, has the work ethic of Kobe Bryant, he'll be the next Wayne Deadman. Um, that's, that's the best he can be. <laughs> Wayne Deadman. Um, <laughs> It's it's not looking up for Ariel Huckbordy and uh, what else can I say? We watched the full game of him. He's a second round late draft pick at best. He might not. not it's it's tough. He's borderline. Nothing special there. But hey, um, he'll be making both of us for the rest more money than the rest of our lives because he's going to be playing overseas for the yeah. next ten years because he's going to be good enough to do that. So Absolutely. congratulations yeah. on not being good enough for the NBA. Got it. Okay, good. Okay, you're next. Just digging at this man. Okay, look, so that's the nice part about it. Jason was very nice. I'm not going to be nice. Listen, <clears throat> this guy, right? Well, look, if I was if I was draft, I would not draft this guy at all. I just don't believe in the ability of the talent. None of that. I don't think is good enough. He fouled out of the game. That showed me enough. Everything I needed to know there. You know what I mean? Like I, he didn't do too much. He wasn't great posting. He wasn't great at this. He wasn't great at that. He was just two bags of smoking hot ass. Like that's what it was. It was. It was. It was not good. I didn't enjoy watching it. I focused during the game that I watched. I was my. I was so fixated on Alexander Starr that I even forgot he was on the team, on the other team. <laughs> like, <laughs> only time I noticed him was because they was like, Huck Porty just fouled. And I was like, oh, again? And they was like, Huck Porty fouled out. And I saw him walking toward the bench and walking out the walking out the arena. I was like, who is yeah. this guy? Like, I didn't even know he was there yeah. for a second. So it's like, I don't know. I, no, he will be in Australia. 
or yeah. somewhere like that. He will stay overseas. He will not go to the NBA. But even then, like Jason said, who cares what we say? Because he'll be making more money than us anyway. But two bags of, sm- of flaming hot ass. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's good for that level. And he's a, like 22, 23. So that's why he's going to make on these boards. Uh, but yeah, there is... There's not much else here. We might watch them t- once, maybe twice. It don't put me through that. There don't might be some cross. <laughs> have to watch him, but uh, you know, we might not even talk to you about it if he sucks that much. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, don't put me through that. All right, Chris, you have anything else you want to say? No. Okay. So yeah, guys, this is going to be the process for the next few weeks. We're going to be scouting these guys. We're going to be scouting about, um, scouting about, you know what I mean? We're going to be talking a lot about Alex Sar over these next three weeks before college basketball gets started, before the G League gets started. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Trey Flowers and AJ Johnson getting more game film because that's going to be the prerogative of this podcast. We're going to watch multiple games of these guys to get a good feel for you guys, to give you guys the best draft breakdown content you can find out there. So anything else you want to say, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that during the game that I was watching of Alexander Starr, Alexander Starr, who was on the Perth Wildcats versus, I think, yes. Melbourne, I think the biggest story there was not even Aria Hook Porty. It was... Travis Hunter, which tr- being traded from, I mean, leaving Perth to join Melbourne. I don't even know who Travis Hunter is. <laughs> <laughs> and it kept yeah. showing him. And it was like his mom and dad is in there. That was the biggest <laughs> story. It wasn't even hard to hit They didn't even focus on it. <laughs> don't put me through that again. <laughs> Anything else you want to say, Chris? I'm fine. Um, That's it. That's it. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. Peace out. Peace.